from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Always having some fun where sports meets life on these beautiful airwaves of Wake Up Call. You're listening on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And you are watching on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. All of it inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Find what fits you today at Charney's Menswear and Tuxedos. And it's important on any day of the week that we talk about this, but especially now to support your local businesses however you can. Support the people in the community that, you know, I mean, every business could be hurting. Obviously, even Walt Disney World and Disneyland have closed. So it's important to make sure you give back where you can, to do what you can, and to be giving of of your time and, and to share. You know, this community really could go a long way from learning to share with one another, and I hope that we remember that. With that being said, we've been sharing stories on today's show, as we always do. Wake Up Call will always be here for you. For as long as God will let me do this show, I am here with you. Uh, Same with Super Powered Pop, Dan on Disney, everything that we do here. And I thank you so much for spending your time with us whenever you get a chance to, whether you watch live, listen live, or watch or or listen on playback here. With that being said, we have Brian Kersey on the show today, ACC Coordinator of Officials for Men's Basketball. Brian has been a a tremendous individual uh, toward me, not just in the sports world, but beyond and I always thank him for his time. So with that being said, let's bring him in. Brian, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's a different uh, feel out there, isn't it? You know, it is one of the weirdest things in the world. And it's funny how, you know, it's a hashtag that a lot of people thought of because it was one of the first things in my head was March March sadness. And, you know, and, and, and that's where we are. I mean, Brian, you've been in the game for such a long time. You've been an official coordinator of officiating. You've been around the sport of basketball forever. I don't think anything even comes close to touching what we're going through right now. No, it's, you know, uh, I've got 30 plus years in this business and, and, you know, I lived it last week down in Greensboro and, you know, you feel bad for, for everybody. You feel bad for the commissioner who had to make the decisions. You feel bad for the players who were warming up, you know, the seniors. You feel bad for the people that work at the Greensboro Coliseum. I mean, it's the layers of this that are affected is tremendous. And I don't know uh, how deep the layers will go. I think they go deeper every single day. And and, uh, I've never seen anything like it and hope I never go through this again. Yeah, you know, and it's crazy, and we're we're experiencing this actually in real time right now. Uh, we had had no cases in Syracuse until this morning. Uh, officials have confirmed the first known case of the novel coronavirus here in Onondaga County. Uh, the case was confirmed at 8.50 a.m. this morning right before a wake-up call started. The patient is in her 70s. It's a woman who had, quote-unquote, significant underlying medical history. Uh, it's here, though, the county... Uh, stated that the woman has not had travel history outside the county. Uh, And so 
Uh, we had, uh, you know, county had previously declared a state of emergency and recommended people practice social distancing in, in an effort to slow the spread of the virus. But we now know that it is uh, it is here in our community. Obviously, I know that uh, right before the the tournament started, uh, you know, uh, Brian, that uh, there was a, there was a case of somebody who had gone through the Charlotte airport. And then I know that there was at least five people that were at a conference in Boston that were that tested positive in Raleigh, North Carolina. How have you handled it down there? What's it been like? I mean, you guys obviously had cases in North Carolina much before we did ours, our first one coming today. But, uh, you know, just just how you've handled it and, and what it's been like in North Carolina. Uh, it was, it was uh, you know, last week down there because right before we went, it was, uh, you know, they had uh, two or three cases in Wake County and. And then while we were uh, actually coming back, you know, we have a referee not in the ACC but in one of our alliance leagues that uh, had it. And, and then, you know, as we got to this weekend, we found out another referee who was in our alliance, you know, tested positive. So, I mean, it's just been, you know, I live in Virginia. My wife is head of schools. My daughter is a, a second-grade teacher in and they are out of school for the next two weeks yeah. doing, you know, basically virtual learning, you know, on Google, whatever it is on there. So, I mean, it's just totally different. You know, the stores are, there's no bread. There's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, there's definitely no toilet paper for whatever reason. Toilet paper was the first to go and now bread is gone. And it's just, I've never, again, I've never seen anything like this. You know, I applaud the the people, you know, that, that made the decisions last week, knowing the people that would be affected. But I think it was, the, without a doubt, the right call just to get social distancing and to get us out of being in arenas with 20,000 people. We're up to the Final Four with 70,000 people. I think that's going to help with the spread of it. You know, a lot of my guys are now off of planes, you know, for the rest, you know, because the season is now over. So I'm glad that, you know, they can sit at home and relax a little bit. But it, it's just, I mean, it's like I said, there's so many layers. And I feel bad for so many people. You know, we're fortunate, you know, in what we do. But, you know, if this had happened in November, you know, there probably wouldn't have been a college basketball season, just like there's no college baseball, there's no spring sports. You know, you have a lot of seniors that, that, uh, won't be able to participate their senior year and it's sad it really is no uh, and, and that's the thing and i think the importance of you know and i've told people before with having this show is it's called wake up call for two reasons obviously it's on in the morning but the uh, the bigger deeper reason is that you know it's meant to be a wake-up call you know for some positive action always positivity but sometimes this show wakes me up sometimes it wakes up somebody listening sometimes somebody talking you know, helps, you know, to wake somebody up or we help that for each other. But to be a wake up call, to be that, you know, strike for positive action, that moment of clarity where we go and, and you know, realize something better. And I, I think that now more than ever with this show being wake up call to hear people around the country talk about it, you know, in central and upstate New York, where I currently am, you know, we're talking about not having bread, not having toilet paper. But I think that doing this show and being able to talk with people from all over the nation and all different walks of life and different ages and different jobs and whatnot, for you to to, to share this uh, essentially is shedding light 
to the rest of the world and, and to other people that when we go to Wegmans here in central New York and say, oh, there's no toilet paper, there's no bread, you're in Virginia saying, oh, there's no toilet paper, there's no bread. We just had Tony Bruin in South Carolina say, you know, we're worried about the kids being fed good meals. You're talking about in Virginia, your wife being connected to schools and being the head of schools and whatnot. And I mean, so I think it's, you know, teachers here in New York can hear you in Virginia shed light on this. Uh, you know, people going to the grocery store here in New York are getting light shed on Virginia and South Carolina and whatnot. And and I really think that this show can open some people's eyes to this as we continue to learn and tell these stories and, and tell them in truth. Uh, what can you say about your wife's connection to schools and, and what it's like in Virginia? Is there a concern or a worry about, you know, is, uh, Tony Bruin said earlier uh, that played for Syracuse, he said, listen, for some people in South Carolina, these are the these are the best two meals they're going to get all day. Are, are are you witnessing that in Virginia? Is there a concern for kids not having what they need or the proper, you know, the the proper nutrition and whatnot because schools are going to be closed? Because that's a deeper underlying message that goes beyond schools being closed because of the coronavirus. Oh, absolutely, and, and um, you know, there, there's a lot of kids that don't have internet access at home that aren't going to be able to do any of the virtual learning. There's a lot of kids that, that throw on lunch programs and breakfast programs at school that aren't, you know, aren't going to have those now. And you have parents of, you know, two parents that work that are going to have to find a way to, to keep their kids at home. I mean, it's, it's just every single day you see something different every single day. You see how it affects somebody else. You know, you have people walking through the, the grocery stores not knowing what they're going to need not knowing how long they're going to be out we have people getting sent home from work you know on you know to, to be able to do that from home it just affects everyday life totally differently than the situation we were all in just 10 days ago and you hate to see people suffer you hate to see you know any especially young person suffer and you know we, we try and help as much as we can and and you know these kids that are with my wife's school and with my daughter's school will get the help that they need you know there's a lot of people around that that have put out you know if you can't eat or if you can't get somewhere please let us know and and you know we, we've got action that can take care of that so i mean it's just it's good to see everybody come together it's bad that it takes this for us to do it, and we hope that they understand that they don't have to go back to being distanced from each other when all of this is solved. Let's go ahead and continue to help people. Let's go ahead and continue to fight for each other. Let's go ahead and continue to to take people where they need to get to to make them successful. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, and actually uh, the governor of New York just put something up today and uh, recently here. And this is going to cause some concern. Uh, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and these are in his Andrew Cuomo said uh, are taking joint regional action to reduce the spread of COVID-19 effective at 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Crowd capacity reduced to 50 restaurants and bars will be takeout or delivery only. Gyms are closed. Movie theaters are closed. Casinos are closed. So now the governor of New York is telling local establishments that they can't be open for anything other than takeout or delivery. That to me is, it, first of all, it's a hard thing to to make sure happens. But 
it's scary, you know, to think that, you know, restaurants and bars are now being told by a government office, you can only be takeout and delivery. You cannot open to the public. And, 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 and you know, I can take it a step further. My daughter is getting married April 25th, you know, and at, now at the ceremony itself is outdoors, but the reception and everything is indoors. We, you know, are we going to be able to continue with this? You know, I think we could continue with the date. Um, but is it going to be the same setting that we had before? Because they they're doing that in Virginia as well with the 50 people and and um, the restaurant only opening for takeout and not being able to go in there. So I mean, it's it's nuts. Um, I don't know, you know, when it's going to get better. They're talking 60 days, you know, before baseball even plays. So I mean, it's. Or basketball not coming back until June. Who would have thought we would be sitting in this situation with the type of season that college basketball had and that the NBA was having? Zion had just come back, and you had anybody that could win the NCAA tournament, then all of a sudden it's just take it's just gone. You know, you feel really bad for the Daytons. You know, you feel really bad for the Stephen F. Austins. You know, that last day I felt bad for the Syracuses, the NC States, the Notre Dames, and the Clemsons because, you know, they were the four underdogs that were playing that day. All four were playing very well. So you, you wonder what would have been. But, like I said, I applaud the people that made these decisions to, to, to move forward with stopping the tournament as it was, you know, unfolding so quickly, you know. I, I I would not want to be in that uh, situation to even discuss. And, you know, Paul Brazo and John Swafford, you know, may have had a lot to do with it. And they made a lot of tough decisions, but they made the right ones. Well, and the thing is, speaking here with uh, Brian Kersey, the ACC coordinator of officials for men's basketball, Brian, you know, there there was the the meeting and the, you know, the media opportunity Thursday, this past Thursday, where John Swafford had, you know, originally it was, we're going to keep playing the tournament. We're going to keep doing this. You were down in North Carolina. Uh, the original thought from the ACC that they're going to continue on. And then almost immediately after it was, no, you know what? We're going to cancel it after speaking with, you know, ADs and presidents of schools and whatnot. We're going to change it. What was that atmosphere like when the ACC said the show will go on? And then within an hour or so later, they were like, you know what? We're not going to do it. Yeah, it was uh, totally different. I mean, everything changed so quickly. You know, the commission was on a, a live show, I think it was like 9.30 that morning, and said that we were planning on playing that day. And then by 10 after 12, you know, Tip was supposed to be at 12.30. By 10 after 12, it was all over with. And, and we had pulled the plug. Florida State had actually warmed up. And we had taken them off of the floor. It was very surreal. Even the night before when people were talking about it, you know, when the NCAA came out and said there was not going to be any spectators for the NCAA tournament, and we had spectators, you know, all the Power Fives that were playing that night had spectators in the arenas. It was still a surreal feeling in there that night. And then as the night progressed and we got into, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock on Thursday, it, you could feel it that it was going to happen. It, you could feel that we were not going to play the coaches, you know, Brad Brown and Leonard Hamilton handled it tremendously. 
players and really great. Um, the media was great down there, you know, discussing everything. You know, everything. Uh, those those coaches made you know a positive out of a horrible negative, and uh, they were very they were very much represented their schools and our league uh, incredibly. And uh, you know, I applaud those, those guys as well. And for the commissioner to you know to have out on the floor Florida State to crown them ACC champions, and for Clemson and their players to come out there. You know, to show their respect to Florida State just shows, in my opinion, you know, how our our league is, how our programs are, and how much support we have for each other, even in a rough time like this. Yeah, you know, and, and like you said, you know, to, to have that and, you know, the, the decision to crown a champion, I mean, obviously, there were so many teams like the Syracuses and the Clemsons and the NC States that needed the ACC tournament. And, you know, if there was going to be a tournament, we, we now know that there's not. Uh, for you as an official and, and to be so connected to the college basketball world for so long and to be there to witness the eeriness of this all, I mean, what was going through your mind and, and going through your heart to, to see, okay, we're not going to play with fans, you know, effective right after this Syracuse-North Carolina game, which already didn't have, you know, a full, there was a bunch of open seats everywhere. You know, now there's now there's not going to be anybody tomorrow, and then you see the teams warming up. Like you said, Florida State's warming up. Now we're not going to have anybody. Let's bring them out onto the court. Let's announce our champion. I mean, it, it's got to be so surreal and so strange, and 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 just something that obviously you've never experienced. How did you take it all in to see? You know, there is no March Madness, and and that the NCAA tournament, you know, wasn't even going to happen, and 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 that the ACC tournament right before your eyes went from a hundred to zero, just like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was actually very, uh, sad, but, but honestly, uh, everything that led up to it had everybody prepared. I was back and forth, you know, waiting to hear what they were going to do. I was going back and forth with, my, with our officials that were in the, uh, locker room and I was talking to them and you know they were dressed to go out onto the floor they were prepared to go out onto the floor and you know so when you're going back and forth like that the night before I thought no way we weren't going to play no chance of us not playing but that next morning when I got over there I started thinking this could actually happen so by the time that it did happen I'm talking with my my officials you know we met you know, I told them, let's go back to our hotel. And we met at one thirty after that. And we discussed all of this. And we were like, and you know, we've got guys that have done everything in college basketball officiating that are on our, our staff and worked our tournament. And to a man, it was like they had all just gotten hit in the face with a frying pan, you know, just to have it end that way because they love – this tournament i mean they they i I was fortunate enough to work 22 of these tournaments and now this is my fourth as a supervisor and there's nothing like this tournament people you understand it people that are in it understand it yeah but uh our officials definitely understand it and it's a privilege for them to work and it was like somebody hit them with a frying pan and i felt the same way because i felt bad for them because they didn't get to work the rest of the tournament and and 
you know, for it to end so quickly was just nuts. But again, that morning when I got over there, I felt like that was probably going to be the case. You know, and that's the thing, you know, speaking here with Brian Kersey, Atlantic Coast Conference coordinator officiating for men's basketball. I mean, Brian, I mean, like you, like you said, it, it's so it's so strange and and we get it, you know, and, and it really does make you stop and think. And I was humbled by the fact that, you know, Syracuse obviously didn't have, you know, a, 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 a typical season that they that they usually have. And and to not have, you know, to have an atypical year, I was sitting there in press row going, I'm spoiled, you know, like I, I'm used to 20 plus wins. I'm used to the dome rocking. I'm used to, you know, ESPN everywhere and having, you know, big primetime games and going to the tournament. And so, you know, like I had already kind of felt humbled by that. And then with the ACC tournament and everything being canceled and everything stopping, you know, I, last night my girlfriend and I are sitting and she went upstairs for a second and she was like, hey, put something on, you know, watch a movie or whatever. So before I turn the movie on, I'm flipping through the channels and I just went to ESPN and I saw college basketball and I thought, you know what, why not? And I clicked on it. And I'm not kidding with you, even talking about it right now, I have no personal connection to either one of these teams and I still like I get teary-eyed it was the Dayton Kansas game and I sat there my wife came down and Aaron my wife came down my uh, my girl well look, look at that sign of the future Brian my <laughs> so my uh my girlfriend comes down and and uh and I'm sitting there and I'm watching Dayton in Kansas and I looked at her and and I said you know this kills me and she said, and she's kind of looked at me and I said, you know, this, I said, obviously I know there's bigger things than basketball and there's bigger things than sports, but looking at this, like Dayton in Kansas, this could have been the national championship. Like, like that could have been the game. And we've been deprived of that. And the thing with Kansas is Kansas, Kentucky, Dukes. I mean, these are teams that are there every single year. We think about, okay, well, everything being cut short means that, you know, the run, like you said, the Stephen F. Austin's, the Dayton's, and what, all these teams get affected by that. But at the same time, you know, I look at a school like Dayton and I say, it wasn't just a good year. This is a team that started preseason unranked, got in the top 15, made it to the top four. They were considered a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. This may not happen to Dayton ever again. It may not happen for the next 20 some odd years. Like, Kansas will bounce back. Like all these schools, the ones that are typical normally will get there. North Carolina, you know, will get back there. But I look at stories and say, yeah, this hurts every single kid. And that story I feel and I've talked about and I will talk about. But to look at a team like Dayton, who is usually a team that's an eight or nine seed that gets in the tournament as an at-large bid or they have to win the Atlantic 10, for them to be where they were this year, their story kills me that this was a year where Dayton was finally at the top of the mountain and we don't get to see them play. No doubt. They had, you know, they had one of the top five players in the country, if not the best player in the country, you know, dominate. Uh, you know, they have an incredible coaching staff, you know, led by Anthony Grant. They had great guards, you know, big guards. They had, Ov topping in the middle. They had really. I mean, they had a very, very good team that was led by a great player, and and you know you hope that they get that opportunity again. I would have loved to have seen what what could have been, you know, for for a team like Dayton out of the Atlantic 10 to 
to make that run and, and to do something. And yeah, hate it that you're not going to know what happens. And, and I feel bad for all of those players. I feel bad for all of those coaches and, and uh, to be so excited about what, what was ahead of them and then have it just, you know, because of the virus be gone so quickly. Yeah, you know, and we look at we look at this world and, you know, at the high school level, like I was telling you off the air, I mean, I just got a message from one, one of the uh, teams I was supposed to do a show with this month that, you know, they, they've been delayed and schools are asking them to only do things within school hours and to not do anything outside of it. You know, I mean, I never thought, and, and the funny thing is mo- last Monday, right before I was supposed to come down to the ACC tournament, I was sitting with West Genesee boys lacrosse, one of our local high schools. And the coach said to me in a, in a segment we call rapid fire, where they put me on the hot seat and I put them on the hot seat. We can ask each other anything. And Sean, uh, Sean Smith said, you know, what do you, how, how, how far do you think this coronavirus is going to go? And we were just kind of talking about it. And that was Monday night. And now shows like that are on hiatus. Like I can't sit down with coaches and players in a restaurant now because the, the governor has now said to the restaurants, you can't have people sitting in there and schools have told the kids to go home. I mean, it, it is so strange to me that I never thought I would wake up and I mean, it's like, this is a show that we do for the kids that I couldn't be like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to, my, my biggest concern every month is how can I fit this in with the coach's schedule and the restaurant and, and my schedule, make sure it works. Now it's like, I can't have the kids out. The restaurant can't be open to the public in that way. It just, just stuff that literally, and I'm sure on your level too, Brian, things that you never thought you'd ever have to think about. We're now thinking about. I agree. I agree. And, 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 you know, you wonder, you know, you, you, now you walk into the grocery store and you get a wipe and wipe your cart off. Now you, you walk down the aisle and you put hand sanitizer on your hands. I mean, it, it's crazy, uh, where we've gone last week down there. Everybody was using hand sanitizer everywhere they, they went. But, you know, when you come back and there's nothing in the stores and, and, you know, people are using handy wipes that are right by the door to wipe their carts off. It just changes your perspective as to where we've gotten to. And you wonder if, if that's ever going to go away. And you wonder, you know, you feel bad for the people that have it. I feel horrible for Donovan Mitchell, you know, a former uh, ACC player that, that's, that's got it. And, you know, anybody that has it, whether they're, you know, the elderly, you know, there's a lot of elderly that have it. And, you know, they can't fight it. And they're the ones that are passing away. And I feel sorry for their families. And, and it's nothing that they've done to done wrong to contract this. It's just a virus that's hit them. And when you sit back and you look at, at all of that, it just changes your total perspective. And it, it hopefully it turns out that we continue to help people. We continue to assist and we continue to know that we are not the only ones on this earth um, that need anything that everybody else does before us. And hopefully that's where we get to from here. Yeah. You know, and, and to, and to just find that to, to be good to one another and to find that peace. I mean, you're, you're out in Virginia and, and like I said, you know, we think about, we think about the kids and we think about the communities and, and parents that have to work and, you know, daycares and, and all of this. Now, you know, you can't go to the movies, you can't do this, you can't do that. 
I, I said, and when I was talking with, uh, with Gene Waldron, another Syracuse basketball alum, uh, right, right before you came on, Brian, I was having the conversation of now families are kind of forced back into stuff that, that some people have lost eating dinner together, talking to each other, you know, I mean, can this coronavirus create a positive? Can this, you know, almost force us to have to think about other people, care about other people, you know, give back? Are we are we in a position right now where, you know, the coronavirus could actually make us better as human beings than maybe what we've been as of late? Well, you would hope so. You would hope it would, you know, uh, the, the great thing about my family is we do a lot of sitting at the kitchen table, you know, during non-meal hours and just talk and, and and families now have no other choice but to sit down and talk to each other, have dinner together, not rush to get out somewhere. You know, they have to cook all the time because they can't just go pick stuff up, you know, and I think that helps. I think all of that stuff there will make people see that we've taken for granted everything on this earth. And we have, I mean, regardless of what you say, we've trusted everybody else to, we've trusted people in the restaurants to make our food. We've trusted people driving not to run into us. You know, we've trusted everybody else. And now we, we have to put that to work as an assist mode and help people. And let's get out of, let's make our family, you know, stronger. Let's, let them know that they can spread the word as whether it's four, three, four, five in that family. Let's branch out and 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 uh, make everybody else better. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's what we have to do. I mean, Brian, for you, where does faith lie in all this for you, and and what can you say about it, and how it gets you through it? You know, I I think that you know, there's there's people, there are people that are listening today that have no faith. There's people listening today that have a ton of faith. There's people that are somewhere in between. There's people that are saying, why would God do this? And there's other people saying that this is a message or God has nothing to do with this, but we can learn from it. Where do you lie in all that? I, 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 I honestly believe that uh, in this whole thing, God, God has taken it and, and let us see what we have taken for granted for so long. And I think it's an eye opener for all of us. I think he has said, you know, y'all are, Y'all think y'all have it made and y'all want to keep the hate out there and y'all want to keep, you know, fighting with each other. Well, let me show you what's going to happen. Hopefully it brings everybody together, you know, and and I think he has shown, I mean, my wife is head of a Christian school. My daughter has, you know, people that ask uh, us to pray for somebody. I said, I will tell Kristen, my daughter, because I know that he's, the big man's going to listen to him all the time. And, uh, they they have not deadered in any of their faith, neither have I, but they have become stronger in it. You know, you have to now sit. You know, churches aren't meeting in Virginia, which is crazy. You know, we're fortunate that the church that we go to is, it has shows it online anyway. We're on the, you know, so we watched it yesterday on TV, the entire service, but it makes you sit, again, as a family and take it all in. And you can discuss it in this situation now. You can discuss what you know they're talking about. You can discuss the music. So I think it, it from that standpoint, I think it's going to help. You know, all of us. I would hope it would. And and if we just remember where we are right now, 
whether it's 60 days from now or three months from now, then I think we're, we we, we got to realize that, that uh, we've taken way too much for granted and we, we need to stop doing that. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing to appreciate what you have. And, you know, and, and the thing is, I don't want people to worry. And, 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 and it's, it's hard to say that, but it's like, you know, I thought about that myself today. I'm like, oh, well, if I, you know, the coronavirus happens, so then they shut down schools and they shut down restaurants. So if I can't do my shows, then do I not get paid and can I not pay me? And I'm sitting here going, if a business owner were to not pay me because of the coronavirus, that's, that's just sick. And then I think about, you know, like other, but then I think about people that rely on tips. I used to be a server, you know, and if you can't serve, then what can you, so, I mean, it's just, I really hope that people continue to think about each other and pay it forward. And remember that if you're hurting, so is everybody else. And it's not just about you and to keep your commitments that, that you have, because, you know, I, I don't want to be affected any more than I want my, my girlfriend, my neighbor, you, I mean, or businesses that I know, I don't want anybody to be affected. We will be, but you know, I, I just hope that we can lighten the blow by helping each other and, and, you know, and being good to one another, because Brian, I mean, this world has become so desensitized and so distant and so woe is me. And it's all about me. I, I really, really, really just hope that we can see better than that because we are we're supposed to be better than that. Well, I think we got to see that we are better than that, and we have to see that that where we were was wrong. And I think the majority of people will. I think the majority of people, some of the people will will become victims in all of this. And uh, I think those are the people that we need to let sit, let let them see that they're not victims that the, you know, all positives can come out of negatives all the time. And, uh, we've got to help them to see that. And, but again, they have to allow us to help them to see it, you know, not, not ask for hand. They have to, to give back as well. And we hope that everybody does that. They're coming from Brian Kersey, uh, Brian, for you to be connected before I let you go here to, you know, athletes for such a long time, to know that, you know, spring sports are, are postponed until further notice. The NBA is starting when it's supposed to be ending in June. Uh, we know that everything's on hiatus. The XFL was going strong and got to their midpoint of their season and crossed it, and they had to cancel it, but they are going to continue to pay their players. You know, we, we see that the entire sports world has stopped. The PGA Tour, uh, everything has has halted you know leagues that that are all over the country for or all over the world I should say for soccer and whatnot you know things that people just rely on and and sports has been such a getaway for so many people and you know I I always the tagline for wake-up calls where sports meets life because I think that sports is such a great avenue to kind of refine the positive and go back out into life because people escape into it Without having that escape, what can you say about that world that we never thought we would live in? Again, like you said, privileged and and not appreciating what we have. Seeing this world stop and seeing it affect, you know, Pee Wee to high school to you know college and, and pro and whatnot. Just what it's it's made you reflect on at this point. Well, it's made me sit back and look at at, at 
the whole thing because you know, I took for granted that the ACC tournament was always going to happen. The NCAA tournament was always going to happen. You know, I was sitting there knowing I was going to Greensboro this week for the uh, first and second round, and then in two weeks I was going to the Final Four. And you always think that it's always going to be there. And sports is an avenue and an outlet big time for everybody. And now it's gone. So now we have to focus everything somewhere else. It's made me think to focus it on my family. It's made me think to focus it, you know, on my neighbors and my neighborhood. And, and uh, you know, Saturday, all day long, you know, it's 70 degrees here in Virginia on Saturday. And, and you know, I was in my yard working as, as were all of my neighbors. And it was just a time to, you know, you can't go in and watch the PGA Tour Championship. You know, any that that day you have to, or the players' championship, you have to now focus it somewhere else. And we've done that. We've gotten to that point. I think it's going to make our neighborhood stronger. I know it's going to make our our family stronger. You know, so I mean, our outlet is my outlet is is now gone, and 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 yeah, I know it's going to come back. It's just a matter of when. And you have to focus everything else now on something else that makes you happy, whether it's just sitting around the table talking with your family or sitting in the backyard talking with your neighbors. Yeah, you know, I think we just have to we have to keep telling stories. And and like I said, you know, I I turned this mic on 17 years ago to be a storyteller. And, you know, and I look forward to that. You know, I really do. I mean, I obviously I don't I don't like, you know, the, the what's going on. But I, I think that it's such a beautiful thing to have people like yourself on the show. And the thing that I think is so great, Brian, and, and the, the most perfect way to kind of, you know, to, 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 um, to thank you today is to say that the first time that I got to sit down with you, we were at, you know, the old Hotel Syracuse, uh, the Marriott downtown. And, and, you know, I, and I met you and you said, you know, come up here in the lounge. And I was like, oh, I can't be in the lounge. And you're like the hell you can't, you know, and you brought me up there and, 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 you know, and you're like, grab some snacks and whatnot. But, and we just sat and we talked and, and it was face to face. And the thing that's so cool is we were sitting there face to face, had never met each other before. And you were so genuine. And, and so, I mean, you know, you looked me in the eye and so genuine, so real. And, and, and you were just like, you, you know, you could tell when you, when you're around a, a really good person. And you said, when we left, you shook my hand. You're like, anytime you ever need me, I'm in town. You let me know. Like, I want to say thank you because I want to tell as many stories as humanly possible in my life of good people. And, and darn it, Brian, you are, you are literally one of those people that you just, even over the phone, you, you feel that energy of positivity where I'm just like, thank God that there's people out there like that. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate all that you do you know, to get the word out there to everybody about the being positive and, you know, waking people up. Uh, and, and I think this is a huge wake up call for our society. And I think it's going to be one that we're going to get through and, and see that, uh, you know, our neighbors are just as good as, as we are. And we need our neighbors. I tell my guys, all the time you're not going to be successful without the help of somebody else and you're not going to make it without somebody else helping you and uh i think this is going to show that and from a totally different aspect besides just sports it's going to show it true life and, and i look forward to seeing where it goes from here they're coming from brian kersey here with us atlanta coast conference coordinator officiating for men's basketball brian as always i appreciate it i thank you for your time i hope that. 
I hope that all goes well. And for the uh, for the officials that you said did test positive, do we have any updates? Do we know if people are okay or if they're at least going through the process okay? Yeah, they're they're, they're both doing very well. They um, you know, they they'll they'll get through it. They're in a quarantine for 14 days. They're in the middle of it now. But that they're feeling fine, and and uh, honestly, it's like they said, you know, that they they're just tired all the time, and they have a cough, and they're, they're, it's more of a depression type thing because they know that they have a virus, and there's not really anything they can do. But they're going to get through it, and they're going to be fine, and, and uh, we look forward to checking on them each day. Well, I hope the best for you, and I hope you get some more grandpa time maybe in at this Thank point. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> All right, Brian. I'll talk with you soon. God bless, okay? Okay, Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.